You're listening to Lost and Sound, a podcast exploring music, identity, and the future. My name's Paul Hanford. I've always believed that one of the best ways we come together is through music. And through this series, I'm looking at how music can and is bringing us together now and in the future. From my base in Berlin, we'll be meeting artists from a range of disciplines from all across the world who are drawing on music right now, some already exploring new ways of doing this. Today, I had a chat with Hania Rani, Hey, how are you doing? I hope you're good. I am speaking to you right now from the middle of a snowstorm. That's right, Berlin. On this Monday, the 8th of February, has been in a snowstorm for a couple of days now. Um, It's about minus seven, which is a whole new level of cold. But it's kind of beautiful, There's just this fluffy layer of white over everything, and it doesn't seem to have any sign of stopping. And in the three years that I've been here now, it's only been this cold when I first got here. And that might be something sort of to do with the pandemic and the lack of flights and maybe global warming and the slowing down of that. Perhaps I'm not a scientist, and we all know how dodgy it is to when you're not a scientist to say scientific stuff at the moment but maybe that's just a hunch um but the beauty of the snow right now in Kreuzberg sort of feels really weirdly apt with who I spoke to just now actually just about an hour or so ago I spoke with Hania Rani her most recent album Home is this beautiful atmospheric wintry kind of cinematic and intimate at the same time record and I love it and the imagery that she draws on quite a lot is is quite wintry so it felt felt quite apt to chat with her today particularly and we had a really lovely chat it was just like having a cup of tea with someone but virtually Polish-born pianist composer Hania Rani has made two beautiful albums so far on the Gondwana label Esha and last year's Home. And she's also released both the records in book form, a sheet music too. I love the atmosphere she's able to conjure, often with little more than a piano. She's classically trained, and at the same time, her music is super naturalistic and just a little bit magical. We spoke on Zoom as the snow storms down outside. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Can you hear me well? Um, yes, I can hear you really well. Can you hear me okay? Yes, 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 yes. Everything is fine. Brilliant, brilliant. Thanks so much for speaking with me today. 
Um, so, like, I firstly kind of like, you know, the podcast is just, it's kind of about music, but it's about, I'm really interested in like people that I really, whose music I really like and just kind of like about their lives and their opinions and stories, really. Um, and um, firstly, I just wanted to ask how you're doing and how you're getting on through lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm doing fine um, and uh, luckily I, I really had a lot of uh, work to do and a lot of projects and finally also a bit of time to focus on composing. I guess you, you heard it from many artists because it's like uh, when you are playing a lot of concerts, then in my case, I don't compose too much in this time. So I was happy mm, to be back to actually my like basic, basic work. Uh, and also in Poland, uh, we of course had quite a strict lockdown, but I think comparing to other countries in Europe, we are quite um, doing quite well and many things are actually open. And uh, especially during the summer, we we had quite a lot of uh, space for concerts open. And so it wasn't too bad. I, I, I would say it's rather uh, better than in the other places. So um, so like life is going on. It's it's not so locked as in Great Britain, for example. <laughs> That's good to know. So are you in you in Poland at the moment? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, um, yeah, that was also my first time to be so long here yeah. and uh, at my home in Warsaw. Uh, so it was a, a new, of course, a new experience somehow, at least since some years for me. But um, I must say I was I was pretty, pretty busy, uh, luckily. So um, I, I didn't felt so much that, uh, of course, everything changed and I couldn't uh, travel and I couldn't mm. meet, meet with audience. And it was especially difficult when my album got released, so we couldn't promote it as we usually would do. But on the other hand, um, I, I, I had a little bit more time to um, work on my project that we're waiting for for you know for a bit of free time in my schedule so um that was at this from from this point of view it was it was actually good for uh for my art and um yeah we can we can also talk about it uh, <laughs> a, a bit later what exactly i was doing right <laughs> that's right yeah definitely definitely so you you kind of um beforehand you were kind of partly based in berlin and based in warsaw as well but did you go back to warsaw at the beginning of the pandemic have you been there the whole time i not not i not really i i used to live in berlin then i uh, moved to back to warsaw and um, so i was living uh, actually there and um yeah, we just finished the second part or the third part of my touring. Mm. Uh, it was beginning of March and then everything was uh, closed. So that was uh, pretty funny because I actually managed to play all the planned concerts, right? I, we, didn't, ah. we didn't cancel anything. We were just waiting for a new 
tour with a home album that didn't happen or it happened just, you know, in a couple of places, but all the other concerts uh, uh, happened. So so that was also also good that time. And also I managed to shoot all the videos for the upcoming album. So I, in this locked time and in this very difficult you know, situation, at least I had some material to share with people. And although we didn't, we didn't tour, uh, we had quite a lot of things already done. And, and that was, that was quite a good thing in my case. That's yeah. really good. That's really good. Cause it's like, um, I was speaking, um, with Stuart Staples from Tinder sticks last week, and he was saying they had to stop their tour, um right just before a sound check in March and just stop the whole thing so it must have been kind of quite a good relief for you that you had kind of at least managed to get the touring done and you had everything for the album prepared as well and the video shot as well yes because otherwise it would be really difficult even I think if I would not have uh, this video um uh shoot uh before i think we probably would postpone the album for for autumn or something because without you know visual assets it would be impossible to to share anything during pandemic right with music so so um I mean, maybe autumn would be also good to to share this album, but I have a feeling that uh, the way it was uh, released, it was it was fine, it was good, and of course we lost something, but uh, uh, I'm I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy about it, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's interesting you're talking about the visual aspect because. Um, there is such a strong visual aspect. I don't know, even to your sound, to me, it kind of feels so, um, like, it, it conjures up such an atmosphere, um, often using such kind of, like, not limited, but just a few sounds sometimes as well. You know, do you, are you someone that you kind of draw on a visual language when you're composing? Yes, yes, a lot. A lot and um, actually very clearly as well mm. sometimes and um, if I and sometimes it's just starting with one little idea for example location or a feeling as you said sometimes it can feel very wet or sometimes very dark or or very light and then uh, for example mm, when I'm producing this and working on the on the material on of this song of this track then more details are coming in so this is also interesting and <laughs> sometimes people have totally different opinion about it but I it doesn't matter I mean it's I think it's it's fine that everybody feels this the music a bit different but I also must uh, confess that I feel it very visual and it helps me a lot because it it um, brings me answers when especially when I'm producing or putting things together or arranging music uh, it um, gives me a lot of answers why I want this kind of sound or this kind of atmosphere or feeling. And um, this is the way how I work. So atmosphere and the Im like imagination aspect of, 
of visual imagination aspect of mm. my music is very important and it's kind of a tool for me as well. That's awesome. Do you, do you um, what, what the kind of things that kind of inspire you visually? Um, like, do you have like films or is it like, is it like locations or just like kind of, you mentioned about wet sounds and is it, is this like textures? Or? It really depends. I, I think it can be everything and uh, you just need to have eyes wide open somehow because I could say yes, movies or photography or uh, books, uh, maybe fairy tales, but it can be also something that I have just seen, you know, around the corner uh, or at my home, as you said, texture, so like a detail. And um, I think it's uh, uh, maybe the way of like, or the kind of sensitivity, so like a high sensitivity to this very, everything that I find interesting, I think, um, surrounds me so um so so it, it can be it can be everything really but i would say there is a lot of um fairy tales or like um imagined words so the whole tolkien words oh, so right. yeah 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 so i would say um this is not sometimes they are a bit unreal. So that's why mostly it's like activity of my imagination. And uh, I would say it's more in my head than actually things that exist or or movies. So that can be everything. And I like it. It's 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 a bit like writing probably a book or or you know, maybe painting or something that's actually it can be uh inspired by reality but also it can be something wider than just reality right yeah no I, I i definitely feel that as well with with when i when i kind of feel what i do as well i feel it sort of feels like you know i used to be a musician and i do writing and podcasts now but it's just the way i know how to communicate ideas really you know like i have sort of a certain amount of knowledge in how to do something a little bit you know and then um, and then, but the feelings come through, and then it's just a way of translating that, you know, in in a kind of abstract way. Yeah, I think I think this is the yeah the the, the most real uh, part of it are feelings, as you said, and the mm. way you connect it with with uh, people that actually exist, right? So so I think um, sometimes these abstract locations or abstract um atmospheres um anyway can be expressed very direct uh, when they are connected with feelings when they are connected the feelings that we are all uh, have in common right yeah. uh, i think or or yeah so i would say this is a mixture of reality and and something like fantasy <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Because we all have there's certain universal emotions that we all feel, aren't there? And then it's it's, but then there's like the kind of story that you give to that as well. And I, I do, like you're saying though, I do feel a sense of storytelling with your music as well. Um, and and when it comes to home, the album Home, what what is it about like home as an idea that interested you to explore? Mm. <laughs> uh, it's 
I mean, it uh, it was inspiring theme for so many artists that I'm not, you know, very original in this. But especially I thought um, that this feeling is something that is very important for many people. It's like laugh a bit or, or like connecting with people. So the feeling of home or feeling of homelessness, uh, it's, it's very common, very important. And one of the most basic questions, I think, that we ask and we are all seeking this home and looking for home. And we, we feel very bad when, when, when we are missing home or we don't have actually feeling of home. So that was kind of a simple reason that I was also um, interested somehow. And I thought it's a great uh, subject to, to write a um, bigger narrative uh, around and to bigger, the bigger story because it can be very personal but as well can tell a story about totally different character that it just, you know, imagined. So I like this always that when it's not very direct, that it's, for example, uh, about my personal feelings and mm -hmm. about one personal um, place or situation or experience or person. I, I like also to have this, you know, getaway or you know, this little door somewhere that I can, I can, for example, actually, I can always also tell the story about a totally different person that it's not connected, that maybe doesn't exist. So it was inspired a lot by this very long um, stories um, about coming home or leaving home like like as as i mentioned the hobbit or or uh, as well um odyssey by homer yeah uh, yeah yeah and uh, as well uh, from my uh, classical background that's a bit similar to Winterreise by Schubert uh, the cycle of songs so um all these stories that I remember from my childhood or from from my recent years, I you know they were resonating with me, and because I was traveling so much recently, and um, actually I was hardly at home, I thought it would be a nice theme as well for me to think about and to yeah to to write a longer narrative about it. Yeah, no, I, that's a, I really like the way you're, you're describing that as well, because like, you know, you're talking about being away from home a lot and, the, the, you know, to, to mentioning Homer and, and Tolkien as well. The, these are all stories about people that like are away from home as well, but you have this beautiful picture of the home that they're trying to get back to or, or that they've come from. You know, I, I remember like, because I come from a part of England where it feels very... Tolkien-esque it's like in the countryside uh, and I, I loved like the kind of descriptions in in um in the Hobbit of just like the kind of wooden tables in the kitchen with the, the bread yeah. on the tables it's something yeah. so cozy and I love that feeling of them being away when I'd read it as a child or going back as watching the films as an adult of them being away from home but wanting to be back you know <laughs> Um, yeah, and also this, also I think the feeling of uh, kind of adventure and aim why we are leaving this home, 
And another thing is that sometimes on the way you also meet so many nice people or you experience nice things that you also feel somehow like at home, right? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I also have this <laughs> wooden table in my mind. This is something yeah. that very often it means home, right? The table as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I, I also think, like, for me personally as well, um, the pianos kind of feel like home as well. Like sometimes like the actual wooden shape of them and mm. the fact that they're like, you know, they can be in someone's house um, and, you know, they're as much an instrument as they are like an object as well. Yeah. Um, how, I, I think they were, uh, sorry. No, they no were please, also, please, like, you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> they were somehow also designed uh, to be a home instrument, right? Um, mm different than a grand piano that probably would not fit many flats but uh, upright piano it's like for me as well like connected especially with home with with something cozy and small right no. definitely if i if i had a grand piano in my apartment in berlin there would not literally be no room i'd have to walk <laughs> around the, the side of it and and how how did the, how did the piano come into your life it came very late, actually, uh, because uh, at some point I started, of course, when I was a kid to play the piano. But uh, what I also want to express is that uh, the first instrument was actually grand piano because I was going to music school and then um, afterwards um, music university in Warsaw and Berlin. So there I was studying for really a lot of years, classical music. So it was always grand pianos. And uh, actually when I, just before I, I finished my studies in Berlin, I brought my old piano to my flat in Warsaw and uh, I just started to, to play on this piano, not only exercise, but just to compose on this piano and to, to be fascinated by its soft sound and, and resonating and this closeness and these um, imperfections that I found really interesting, hammer sound and, you know, because the upright piano is, of course, imperfect in some way if you compare it with grand piano, so it doesn't have such a big, uh, specious sound, but on the other hand has many, many advantages. So, Mm, so I would say it, it was around 2015, so um, five years, and I just fell in love <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Wow, so that, that's kind of, that is quite really recent then, isn't it, that, that it's kind of come into your life like that? And so, but, I mean, bef before then, I mean, what was your kind of childhood like with music? Did, did it, Was there like a point when you were growing up where you had that kind of moment where you can remember music kind of having a, starting to have an effect on your life. Yes, uh, from very beginning, I would say, um, I, I don't, I hardly re remember how it is not to play because I, my parents um, brought me to music school very early, but also they are not um, musicians. 
So they have a regular job. My mother is a doctor and my father is an architect. Uh, but they they both play instruments and they really love to sing and to spend time uh, making music. So from when I was a really little kid, I remember just, you know, having fun and making music or singing or, or making it in a very natural way. Uh, so this is something that, Probably now when I try to understand um, my personal, my musical personality, uh, I think that had the biggest impact on me and why I actually left classical music for something a little bit more relaxed and a little bit uh, less stressful. And uh, because I missed this feeling to make music just for fun and just because you think it's, uh, I don't know, beautiful, interesting, mm. or it uh, makes you feel better. So uh, I also have had really fascinating um, teachers, I would say. Uh, but anyway, it was a very strict education and very classical way. And um, I, I couldn't fit in for many years. And I felt that I am losing something when I'm in this kind of system. And probably that's why in the end I decided just to uh, to make my, my own music. But it took me many, many years to mm -hmm. realize it. You, you talk about like you, there was something missing and um, I'm, not, I'm not classically trained, but I, I kind of feel that sometimes it, it, you like it, there's a there's there's quite a strong structure to how you learn when you're classically trained, isn't there? And did you feel what was it you felt like you were you were missing from this this kind of structured way of learning? Yeah, I think freedom in a way, and um, also um, you know you cannot be imperfect in this music. And I, if you are not perfect you also feel frustrated because you are performing a real masterpieces and they are like the compositions are uh, are like amazing pieces of art so if they are performed in not a perfect way you also feel it you also hear it and you feel like oh god i i, I shouldn't do it somehow and um yeah but the, the the thing that I was missing mostly is is freedom, and also I thought it's a bit. Um, I you know that I'm also missing everything what's now going on with music. So mm. we did such a big step forward, and there are synthesizers, there are um, drum sets, and and many you know options how to uh, process music. Uh, and I'm missing all these things that actually I'm also enjoying on the concerts or in the club or at my home listening to music. So I, I was also, you know, interested in this process. And I, I always also loved to create things by myself. So, um, so, so probably this, these two were the strongest impacts, like, you know, mm. freedom and creativity, like not only performing somebody else's music, which is also fascinating 
to to uh, research and to explore and to learn but at some point uh, you are not as much creative as, as somebody who is actually creating music and creating anything from scratch yeah and and, and you also mentioned about the imperfections as well um the the, the kind of like playing someone's like amazing kind of um, classic piece of music you can't have the imperfections in there but with um I, I've always been really drawn to kind of mistakes in music and when 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 mistakes happen that are good you know um, is that something that you enjoy as well um noticing or being aware of letting kind of chance like mistakes and yes things? Especially in phonography, I would say. Mm. This is uh, also a way that I don't understand why in classical music it doesn't change since so many years. The, all the recording sounds the same way. There is one ideal, you know, uh, sound of the piano and everybody's recording like this. It uh, doesn't matter if it's Deutsche Grammophon or, or uh, like a little label. So this was also something that um, was... Uh, a totally different word for me uh, mm. because we st we started to explore it with my sound engineer who also finished classical um, sound engineering university. Um, so he also had a lot of structures in his head, but we mm. both loved music that it's a bit different, a bit differently recorded. So we just started to, you know, investigate alone at home and just to, you know, put microphones in a not a very uh, um, in a forbidden, yes, <laughs> forbidden yeah, yeah. places and locations, and inside the piano or in a very little room or something. So, uh, so these beginnings were really really nice because we didn't know also what is uh, allowed or it's prohibited or it's good or bad we just you know we're just looking for something different and that was uh there was a very very nice chapter in my life and a very yeah full of full of freedom I would say it was full of freedom because we didn't know the rules <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that it's such a nice it's, a, it's not a nice thing and you kind of find you find your own kind of sound and, and things you can do through these kind of like placing a microphone where you're not supposed to and and having the little bits of noise that maybe you know you wouldn't have in if you thought about it beforehand uh, exactly exactly and um yes more you learn even in non-classical music i think it's more like um it's less 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 freedom and less of uh, new research it's more difficult to to actually come to a new solution or you know to to think about something something different because you actually know how it should be and you usually go the same path or the same pattern so it's it's really i think very important on any stage in our life just always to to keep it fresh and to make as you said make mistakes because mistakes can uh, lead us to these new answers right and new yeah. questions as well 
Yeah. Why, def- like me, I am a big fan of mistakes as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And 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 also you took you took to mentioning about that about how like um the kind of almost like the unfamiliarity um uh, kind of can become like a freedom itself and once you get to know something well the rules start to come in a little bit. So with your work do you feel like there's always this sort of uh feeling that you have to kind of try maybe new instruments or new sounds or or or, or how do you kind of find that you you remain unfamiliar to have that freedom? <laughs> I would say uh, it's um I'm a bit lazy but what keeps me busy in this direction is challenges. So very often I I just say yes to things that I don't have uh, idea about. <laughs> And this is how uh, things are rolling um mm. forward and and um Yeah, I always also feel that I would like to make something different, right? And I I don't want to stay the same. I would rather uh take a risk and and maybe present something very different and make mistakes as you as you said. Yeah, so so I think new projects and new challenges and and things that sometimes you know you are a bit tired of, but actually they they motivate me quite quite a lot uh so external <laughs> motivation mm. uh internal it's later but i must confess that external motivation is a bit uh, stronger for me <laughs> no I, i i think i feel similar a lot of the time i feel that um i think sometimes i have to just trust that if i set the external stuff okay like i i have a structure for when something's finished and what i'm using for it then i have to kind of trust that my mind is going to just work <laughs> to do the internal stuff you know and maybe don't overthink it yeah that's true that's true so yeah i i would really would really love to to keep on changing mm. and of course not to also lose i mean you always need to have some kind of values that they're mm. like a core not only about the music but i would say the like very general values about life and about uh your way of treating people and so on uh and and music is uh, should follow them but music can change as the world is changing as well we have so many new options solutions and we uh we can you know um get to know new microphones or new mm. instruments as you said and new musicians to collaborate with but but i think some values are uh, eternal in of course in this little <laughs> period of time when we are uh, like working on earth but uh, somehow i would feel i would say that this is a core and then everything else it should should have a little should be mixed with freedom 
as well. Yeah, I, I like the way you, you describe that. I can relate to that, definitely. I think it's, it's good to have, um, you know, we, we develop things that we feel are kind of good and right and how to treat people and how, how uh, like maybe some politics and, and things like that and how to look after ourselves as well. But, but within that, it's always like, how, what, what else do I, what else can make things a bit better at the same time as well? What, 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 my diet feels a bit weird. What do I need to try eating now to kind of keep up the health inside? And so that's how I feel about it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there is always something that can be changed mm. and some, we, we, we cannot uh, change so many things like problems like sometimes there's health issues of of our uh close people or mm. or situation like political situation but there is always something like you can always find a bit of freedom everywhere and and i think that's a very precious feeling to keep to keep this inner freedom and inner inner lights in in yourself yeah, uh, and 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 with the book as well, putting out the book of home. What was the idea behind releasing it as as, as a sheet music? It's because uh, I I finished uh, so many years in uh, classical school in a traditional education, and I was always performing from scores, and I have a lot of um, respect. Uh, uh, to to scoring to having this this music on paper somehow so I, I I thought it's kind of alchemy always that you can actually put something so abstract on paper and actually uh, give it uh, to another person and he can express it, this music in a totally different way so I, I had a lot of respect for for scoring and and for music sheet so that was uh, like my I would say childhood dream always to have my um, songs uh, transformed into the book with music scores and uh, when Asia was released that was the first thought also to do a book with music scores and it was really uh, like an easy easy project because all the songs on Asia are dedicated to piano so the book you know was somehow focused just on on the piano it was mm. like a perfect perfect thing to transport to music sheet and uh, home is a bit comp more com complex album with more instruments and um, was would be not so easy to put everything into just one instrument like piano so I thought I would mix uh, this book with some extra tracks that I also composed mm. uh, recently and they would be suitable for somebody who is playing the piano and maybe interesting on a, you know, on a performing level that is, uh, I think, uh, accessible for everybody. Mm. I would say. <laughs> and have you, have you heard? Because um, it's so interesting to think about how other people might play the music as well, and you know, like in what rooms people might be playing and what kind of pianos as well. Have, have you heard? versions that people have, have done of your music on, on the sheet music? 
Yes, they are sometimes tagging me on Instagram or, you know, on, on Facebook when they are performing. And I'm very happy to hear also children are uh, bringing those scores to school. So they are sometimes playing it, you know, in front of a teacher or something. And also it's, I think, quite interesting for them because uh, there are not so many women composers. So uh, maybe for little girls, that's somehow also a sign that I can also compose my own songs and my compositions. And um, so, yeah, I'm happy to hear any any performance because it always is melting my heart is melting then <laughs> <laughs> it must because, be such a nice feeling yeah because it's, it always feel unreal a bit i would say because why somebody else would do so much effort to buy your book and to play your music so it's it's always a very warm feeling inside and I'm very grateful and and I know that this book landed in so many places like also I don't know Sao Paulo or something mm. so far away uh, and this music I mean now I have a, a, a bit of hope that it will not die once the Spotify is over <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that it will be you know maybe somebody will find this book in uh, 100 years and it would just be a nice discovery for him <laughs> definitely like in a kind of future tolkien landscape someone discovers the book and starts playing to the on their on their kitchen table <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. maybe yeah let's see what will happen in the future maybe we are going towards a high technology but maybe we're going back actually to very simple life in the forest <laughs> let's see <laughs> yeah. um Hania thank you so much for talking to me today I really enjoyed chatting with you that I think that's that's basically the interview thank you so much I also had a great time as you great. can see my smile <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much um, yeah. before I go, I, I'm because I'm English and you know what English people are like we're really bad at pronouncing things and I want to make sure I pronounce <laughs> your name correctly can you is it Hania Rainey is that how I say it's, it? Uh, it's almost Hania yeah. Rani. Hania Rani. 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 Perfect. Brilliant. Okay, excellent. I and I like having a bit of a challenge because, like, you know, again, <laughs> English people, we don't go much, you know. We, we, yeah, we're quite basic. It's fine, fine. <laughs> it will be great. It will be great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really, really enjoyed that chat. It was a really nice way to start the Monday. Um, we spoke, this is today, it's Monday, 8th of February, minus seven, minus eight, in the middle of a snowstorm in Berlin. I'm not really sure why I'm doing this bit this week outside. It feels too cold to be outside, but it also feels too beautiful an opportunity not to kind of try and capture that somehow and say hello to you all in this in this snowy, the snowy climbs that we're in. Um, I loved chatting with Hanya. Um, I loved uh, her openness in, in, in how she talked about letting in all of the kind of creative processes and uncertainties into her work. Um, the album Home is on the Gondola label. Um, I'd like to thank also Antonio and Adam for helping set this up. Um, my fingers are going numb. So I'm going to go 
And yes, you've guessed it. Get me a coffee. Take care and speak to you soon. Thank you for listening. Lost and Sound is written and produced by me, Paul Hanford. Title music by ESO. to Kieran Yates in the UK for mastering the levels. And this episode is being hosted by Bear Radio. And you can check out other English language podcasts from Berlin by going on bearradio.org. And if you enjoyed listening, please hit subscribe and leave a comment. It really does help. And you can also help the production costs of Making Lost and Sound by buying me a digital coffee at coffee.com. There's a link in the socials. Take care and speak to you soon.